Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Salutations, possums. The Super Bowl and the Waste Management PGA Tournament are this weekend. I, for one, would love to be down there and wish everyone that is there an incredible time. We also have Valentine's Day coming up, so feel free to write to the player that won your fantasy title. Write him a Valentine and sign it. Tag us in the picture for picture for some fun possum swag. Also, the State of the Union was last night, and trust me, I'm not very political. I don't want to discuss that, but I do want to dive into the State of the Union in fantasy. For the Eagles and the Chiefs, they're approaching the pinnacle of any NFL journey. For us in fantasy, we're just starting a new journey. Fantasy is all about the journey, so we do the work now so that we can sit back and watch our teams and hard work pay off for the NFL season and the fantasy championships. If you are not doing your research and coming up with a plan for 2023 right now, you are already behind. Don't worry, though. We had offensive points. We got you. So introducing my brothers from another mother's, as always, Josh, follow him at Josh Hall, STL. Billy, follow him at Ombre Vendor. And myself, follow me at OPJ with two E's. Also, give us a follow on YouTube at the IDP Army for all of our great stuff. Guys, we got some Senior Bowl reactions, some Dynasty reactions, some news, some Super Bowl bets, and uh, we're going to play a little Dynasty Who Would You Rather coming up later in the show. So, Josh, Billy, what's up? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, we started off, we were getting heated in the pregame, and I just I just queued us up, and we started. I love doing that to you guys. We get riled up, and then we're like, wait, what are we doing? Let's save this for the people. Uh, Joe, a quick note on yours. You, you did the whole State of the Union bit thing. You could have done like a Biden voice or like even go further back with like a Nixon or even a good old Obama, you know, uh, let me I'm be still clear. kind of a pup in my uh, broadcasting career. So, you know, as, <laughs> it's as okay. I develop, was... as I grow, Josh, I'm sure I'll throw that in there. A Bush would have been a Bush would have been really great too. George W. That is not Herbert. He was my fellow of, possums. My fellow possums. <laughs> I want to talk about possums. possums and football today. Well, how's it going, guys? It's it's been a while. Joe, thank you for holding down the podcast last week. I appreciated the uh, the Jolo Pod, as it was coined in the uh, the notes. I like the Jolo Pod, man. I hope I hope all the possums, all the people listening, liked it. It was short. It was sweet. Uh, you know, Billy was feeding me the information from the Senior Bowl, which next year I will be at, by the way. But uh, you did not, yeah. I, I'm gonna fun. go for the first time and I'm, I'm really excited about it. But I just want to talk about how the difference between the Jolo pod and I don't know what you want to call my seven minute massacre, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty phenomenal. Joe actually held it together really well. It is very weird though. I don't know how Jordan gets on the podcast and just rants for an hour. I could not do that by myself. I know he does a lot of lives, so he has questions and whatnot, but like I, I just like I need someone to, to shut me up every once in a while. Yeah, Josh, you say a lot of stupid shit, so it, it keeps me going through the whole thing all the time. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, so we were at the Senior Bowl, me and Jordan. It was a lot of fun. Got to meet Stefania Bell, which was like, you know, like one of those moments where you're just like, I cannot believe I'm doing this, and it's led me to this because, I mean, you I've know. I've seen you on TV. I know that woman. 
Exactly. It was one of those like, how do I act like a normal person? But like, yeah, she was so dope. That was that was really cool. And then we got to meet Danny Kelly from the Ringer. He was also really cool. I mean, talking to him about IDP, um, and he like does not know anything about IDP, so that was very interesting to tell somebody who's in the fantasy space about fan about IDP, which I think you know, out there shaking the hands, knocking on doors. I feel like a I'm a traveling salesman over here. But did you kiss um, babies yeah, while you're down there? Uh, I did not. There was unfortunately no babies. This was a very frolicking weekend. I mean, anytime you're in a city where you're having breakfast and right outside the window, Brian Dable is lighting up a cigar and which I'm really upset toilet. that you you did not smoke a cigar with him. Like, <clears throat> and that's I didn't see the, him again. That was it. That was the one. That's the type of moments you just need to have a cigar on you and you just be like, oh hey, uh, yeah, I was also doing that at nine a.m. Bum a bum a light off of him. I know. I I, I wasn't. You got a cutter, man. <laughs> and then what's even crazier is the last night that we were there, we ate at this uh, restaurant called the Haberdasher and not an hour after we left the Vikings GM tried to go in there, but they were at capacity and the doorman turned him away, him and his group. And I'm just like, can you even imagine turning away the Minnesota Vikings GM because you're at capacity? Like, well, he needs somebody to do something to go. about that defense, so I get somebody's it. Somebody's going to have to get out of the out of the restaurant. We're having the GM for the Vikings in here. So, I mean, just that kind of wild stuff happens in Mobile, Alabama, of all places. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I would have I would have gifted him my table. I would have been like, <laughs> you know what? I don't need to be here. It's fine. I'm cool. I'm just a I've fantasy enjoyed myself. football podcaster. Like, you're, you know, you're making the decisions out here from here on out and drafting and stuff. So you, you could have you, traded him the table for some inside information, you know? Exactly. I'd be like, man, who we out, uh, who we out here scouting? Who, who you know, he would have said, he would have said, Justin Jefferson's really good. You should get him for the football team. <laughs> you should draft exactly. Speaking yeah, of, can I you know. text Stefania Bell and ask her about my reoccurring back injury that I cannot seem to get rid of? Like, just get a you timeline as to when I'll be better. I will I will look into that. I will say this. Brian Flores was also down there, and the Vikings GM was down there, and then Brian Flores was hired by the Vikings to be their new defensive coordinator. Ha- hard to not think that deal didn't get made down in Mobile, Alabama last week. So that that pretty dope, pretty cool. But Breaking yeah, it was a good experience. News. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, they were like pictured on the sideline together, and then, you know, like three days later, that deal comes together. So cool i mean tomlin was out there running his usual thing joe you remember how he was last year oh yeah it was all over very Kenny similar Tomlin's very good. similar this year except he was over defensive uh linemen and wide receivers this time around so so look out notes that. take notes yeah who's the people man like we're talking about all these people that's great but like who's the who's the guy to look out for well, this year bill so roshan johnson was running back from texas was easily the best player there like he did not belong at the place with everybody else like he's clearly a better player um i mean Bijan robinson was obviously the headliner for texas but roshan johnson is backup might be i'm not saying as good but he's like a t- one tier down from him and it, he ended up like breaking a bone in his hand on the first day which wasn't awesome but and he could have played through it but he chose to just start the rehab process he was easily the best player there so i definitely had to bump him up because he just everybody else did not look like they uh needed to be there if he was there but uh Tajay Sharp running back from Tulane he was pretty good I liked him a lot and then just this wide receiver class is going to be great I mean honestly like uh, the ones that weren't there the like juniors are going to be really awesome like obviously we didn't have any I think we only had like maybe one first round guy there but just the like tier down there's like 
12, 13, 14 guys, I think, in this wide receiver class that you're going to have to look out for. I think between rounds two and four in the NFL draft is going to be chalked with wide receivers. Like I, I don't know how we're going to decipher it all. We're going to have to watch things clearly, and landing spots are going to be a big deal because there's going to be a lot of guys coming from this class. How did Xavier Hutchinson look? Because everyone is either enamored with him or not enamored with him. So did you see him out there at all? I did, and I do like him, but here's the problem, Joe. I always fall in love with these Iowa State kids, and then they end up burning me in the long run. Alan Lazard, we can call kind of a wash. I think he ended up being okay. Um, But the other guy, damn, I forgot. Hakeem Butler, man. Yeah, Hakeem Butler. Um, I think he's still too too fresh. You don't like David Montgomery? Too fresh on my mind. Well, yeah, we're talking about wide receivers, though. I was about to say wide receivers are a little (laughs) smidge different, but I know that if Xavier Hutchinson ends up being something at the next level, it's going to be hilarious that he had both Brees Hall and Xavier Hutchinson on a team with Brock Purdy and they couldn't do anything. It's just going to be kind of funny. But also the tight ends, Luke Musgrave, he was really good too. There, Jim Nagy, the like bowl director, said that there could end up being potentially four first round tight ends, which I just I had no even idea or thought process that that could happen. I was thinking it was just the one, but I mean, he seemed convinced that there's going to be four. That position is becoming more and more highly valued as we see the Kelsey's and the Goddard's and the, you know, I'm not even, I'm putting Goddard in there because he's in the Super Bowl, but the the Mark Andrews and the Kittles, like the those teams all made the playoffs. And it's, it's one of those positions that shows that, wow, when you have an elite one, you have an elite one. So yeah, so definitely look for that. It might end up surprising us when we get closer to draft time that some of these guys are going to start coming up there. The only two I can think that he – like Michael Mayer is one and Dalton Kincaid's the other, but I'm guessing he thinks Luke Musgrave and then Darnell Washington, the guy from Georgia. I guess that's the four that he thinks are going to go in the first round, but I don't know. We'll see. What did you get on Dalton Kincaid? Because I know – Well, he, he's, he wasn't there. Tight end one. Oh, he wasn't there? He was. He played him as tight end one. He got invited. He got invited, but he didn't uh, go. Well, it's the thing is, is Dalton Kincaid is a natural receiver. Like he, his route running is amazing. He had 200 yards receiving in a football game this season. I can, he just can't brush that off from a tight end. It's insanity. I mean, him and then Brock Bowers, but Brock Bowers isn't eligible this year. Those are the two best receiving tight ends in football. And, you know, Dalton Kincaid's probably, you know, going to be able to get, get in there and get, uh, an opportunity, I would think. I have a, I have a question for you. I know it's a little bit more. I assume he was there. I'm not 100 percent sure. Also, I'm not 100 percent sure how to pronounce his name. So don't sure. be mad at me if I say it wrong. But uh, I know where the oh, offensive points. But we have the IDP army. We 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 are IDP as well. Um, Toa Toa Henry wasn't there. Toa Toa, what wasn't there? Okay, wasn't there. I was. Yeah, I he was, was supposed to be. Right? He was. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he, had accepted his, he accepted his invite, but he, he didn't show up. There was only very few. It wasn't like last year, Joe, where like we got there, Isaiah Spiller's name is on the fucking paper, and then he just not there. Like it wasn't even like that. He wasn't even on the paper. Um, yeah. so I don't know when he bowed out, but he wasn't there. I'd say I actually I'm I'm actually really curious to see where he goes. I I've I don't know why I have a weird connection with this guy. Like I just think he's gonna be phenomenal. I, I drafted him in a Madden mock draft last year because I thought he was uh declaring. And yeah. uh yeah, it was I, I I don't know. I have this weird thing with this guy. I think he's gonna be good, but 
I know the linebackers. I'll tell you, my, my biggest sleeper is this dude, Jonathan Mingo, um, which is an amazing name. Love Mingo as a name. Um, but he is built like A.J. Brown. He's the same exact size and weight as A.J. Brown. Game kind of looks like A.J. Brown, and he is just thick. He's a good, thick wide receiver who does not go down after the first hit. And I, like, he isn't even in a lot of people's, like, radar right now, except, especially not in that, like, top seven or eight. I think he could end up being the biggest steal in all of fantasy. Like, he honestly just kind of – he kind of just looks like A.J. Brown, too. He does, and he went the same school, like, every everything. And, like, when we talked to him, that's what he said. He was modeling his game after DK and A.J. Brown, and I, it just – it all fits. It just really feels like he's going to end up being a dude. I don't know. I, a lot. He, nobody's on him yet, but I think by the time it's all said and done, he's going to be one of those sneaky third-round guys that not a lot of people's talking about, but he's going to end up going – to a team that he can really be featured on. You mean the Tennessee Titans, who's still trying to replace AJ Brown? I mean, if they added him, if they added him, that would be huge. I really want him to go to somewhere like the Cowboys or something. I think he would. Really I no, I don't. I like there. the guy already. I just I just found this guy and I like him. I don't want him to go to the Cowboys, please. Well, that's a good point. Okay, maybe yeah. So, anywhere else? They, the Cowboys will draft way higher wide receiver capital, I imagine. Anyway, so maybe he goes to Green Bay. He would be a good Green Bay guy. Anyway, right. Joe doesn't like fun. that though. No, I don't That's like that. True. At all. Well, how Julius about he sends up a bear? Here. How about that? That sounds great. Julius Brents was my favorite. My Julius Brents was my favorite defensive back there. He's the tallest guy there, um, in the cornerback category. He he is a lockdown. Didn't he guy. play safety I, a little bit too, or is that he did I, for Kansas yeah. State? Um, but he played a lot of like towards the end of the season, and then in their like championship game against uh, TCU, he played like one on one with uh, Quentin Johnson. And Quentin Johnson got him once, but Julius Brents had two or three on him that you know we're going to go for big gains. But Julius Brents was just locked down. I yeah, got you a texted about that. I watched some tape on him. He looks really good. Oh, he he looks great. There, so there really is. This, this isn't a typo. There is a guy named Bumper Pool in the draft from Arkansas. There is a guy named Bumper Pool. He's a linebacker from Arkansas. He, he I, is in the draft. I don't know how high he's going to go necessarily. I love his name. Um, I don't care. I want him for my my dynasty team. I mean, he was he was good in college. I just you know I don't know how his draft prospects. I haven't seen many people taking him. Let's put it that way. Interesting. But, yeah. So it's a name thing was, for me. It's like Smoke Monday, man. Yeah, well, wait. Next year, there is a legitimate first-round cornerback named Kool-Aid. And twenty twenty, it's almost draft. it's almost kind of not fun. The Jets need to draft like them. that. Kool-Aid and um, Sauce. That would be. I actually kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Kool-Aid and Sauce. But yeah, he's a legitimate like first-round guy that's going to get taken in the first ten picks of the draft. Like, can't wait for that. I can't wait We're to see to Roger Goodell Kool-Aid. say Kool-Aid. Oh yeah, that's going to be incredible. Um, all right, let's hit a couple of news stories real quick before we get into uh, our main topic. Um, we'll make them quick. Uh, Tom Brady retires. We believe in it or not believe in it? I'm believe over it, it, man. I, 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 the fact that he's going to retire after coming back and divorcing his wife and then – or his wife divorcing him, I probably should say, and then to retire the year after is kind of a slap in the face to Giselle. Was his whole plan to just get rid of Giselle at this point? Like – I feel like it had to have been headed downward anyway. And maybe that like the final, that was like maybe the final straw or something, because there's just no way that this, like that was the thing that broke it off. And then he's like willing to give it up the next year, which 
He wasn't terrible this year. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. You no, I mean, upgrade on a lot of teams, but he's got to hang like it up, man. He's got I still feel like it's smoke and mirrors, man. I think this is a, I mean, he's out of Tampa Bay, he is a free agent. So it's kind of weird. It's not like he's playing any game here unless he's just trying to, you know, talk to Kyle Shanahan and get over to San Francisco. That's what I think it is. I think we're going to wait and see how the progression goes this offseason with Trey Lance. And then if, it, if things aren't coming, if he doesn't, you know, look healthy enough, feel healthy enough, then, you know, I think Tom Brady will be right there at, at the beck and call, if you will. Okay. Didn't he just uh, sign a ridiculous broadcasting deal? Uh, yeah, but it's not until next year. He said he's not doing it until 2024. So mm-hmm. he's got a whole year he to did do sign a something. giant. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely it's a 10 year contract, but he told Colin Cowherd he's not starting until 2024. So leave well, the whole year to do he whatever could, he wants. Like, if he signed that contract, I'm sure there's ways for him to be like, hey, I'm playing again. And they would be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, that was this, yeah, because he signed it last season and he said, whenever I'm done playing is when I'm going to start. So kind of leaving that door open a little bit. I don't think he's going to retire just yet, but we'll see. Um, all right, quickly, let's go to Aaron Rodgers in his darkness retreat. I had said on Twitter, all three of us should go on a similar darkness retreat to recalibrate the old take machine. But, uh, guys, do we think that he's going to come out with a different solution than just staying with Green Bay? Or do you think he might be headed to Las Vegas or the Jets? That's been the word on the street. As someone who's been on a few darkness retreats, he's definitely going to have a solution when he comes out. There's. <laughs> there's no way to not have a solution after that but uh yeah no he'll he'll figure it out i really hope he's out of green bay i'll cheer for him anywhere else i refuse to talk about aaron Rodgers in the off season so you guys i'll leave that to you guys it's just ridiculous how he has to be in the headlines it, like I, he's just a drama queen it is kind of ridiculous okay let's get to the main attraction we are doing a little would you rather it's a, a famous game. Um, some people play it with more crude rules, but we're just going to do it about football, a little fantasy football. Um, I've seen a lot of discourse on on Twitter about from the Dynasty community, so I kind of wanted to like answer some of those questions in our own little special way. Um, so we're just going to start right at the top. Guys, would you rather acquire Trey Lance for a reasonable price or have the top 2023 quarterback in this draft. So that could be Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever you're feeling. Would you rather have the rookie or would you rather have Trey Lance? Josh, I can't wait to hear this, man. You go ahead. Let's just go ahead and pull this up here real quick. Um, Yeah, it's not Trey Lance. Um, He doesn't even for sure have his own job right now. So um, yeah, it's the, it's the rookie quarterback. Obviously we needed to fall into a decent team. I'm not super excited about getting like, like production out of a rookie quarterback, but I mean, I'm not certain you're ever going to get production out of Trey Lance at this point. I mean, we're into his fourth year this year. Um, we'll see what happens. Third year? Third year? I don't know. Third Whatever. Year. Regardless, it hasn't, it hasn't got, been man. it yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, That's I all figured you, you guys. I mean, what what have we seen from Trey Lance? Literally nothing. So here's my thing. I'm going Trey Lance here, but we don't know who the best rookie quarterback in this league is or coming out for fantasy yet. We got to see the landing spot. We don't know. I mean, yeah, these some of these guys are mobile. Some are more pocket passers. We saw Will Levis show mobility, but then he was injured this year, so we don't know. We saw Bryce Young be really mobile, but he's kind of a Kyler Murray build, so is he going to hold up to that? You know, we, we got to see landing spot. We got to see who actually goes where, who's got the talent. 
I would take Trey Lance. He's equally as unknown here, but he's actually played. There's a reason San Francisco traded as many picks as they did for this guy. And even if he stays in San Fran, there's going to be some drama there. But we like to think that he's going to be traded. So if he goes to the Saints, Baltimore, Indy, with those receiving cores and the talent around him, I think Trey Lance could be an absolute monster for fantasy. So I'm going Trey Lance, especially when you put the reasonable price tag on that, Billy, because some of the trades for Trey Lance that I'm seeing right now are kind of obnoxious. They're people are right. giving up well, obviously, for Trey Lance. Obviously, an overpay is not something that would make it more enticing to take Trey Lance than potentially like in a draft 105, 101, or 106. I feel like if you're not in a super like flex, though, you're getting a quarterback at the end of the first round. So you could have hypothetically won your championship. Even a super flex. I mean, we did a super flex mock draft and a quarterback wasn't taken until like pick six. So, so late round, like you could have made the playoffs and with a limping into the playoffs with no quarterback with Geno Smith or something like that. And you could go get yourself your replacement by not having to pay at all. Like, why wouldn't you just take your pick that you already own instead of trading it for Lance? When the thing about Trey Lance that we all were excited about, or you, you guys were, I should say, um, was that he was a mobile quarterback. He's now had two leg injuries that have ended his each season. I mean, how much are they going to let this guy run around? I mean, we've seen it with Dak. We've seen it with some of these quarterbacks who get leg injuries. Like, I mean, do you think he's really going to just be running around all willy-nilly? I don't. I mean, he went to a D2 school. No offense to, you know, North Dakota State. I mean, Carson Wentz went there, and he's had an okay career. I mean, I just – there's nothing that Trey Lance right now shows me that – makes me want to trade for him unless I got him for like stupid cheap. Like, and so my, I still my draft only, a quarterback. My only reasons for like going after Trey Lance is a Jimmy G's gone. Like he's not going to be there again next season. They're not signing him back. They've already said that he's gone. That's number one. Number two is Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to be wrong about this. And I think that as stupid as it may sound, he's going to beat a dead horse until, you know, he can't anymore. And, whether it's right or wrong, which personally I think at this point maybe you should start thinking about a different quarterback. I saw how Brock Purdy looked in that offense. Offense didn't fall off too much, but I still think you need an actual quarterback, not a Brock Purdy in there. I I don't know. But at the same time, if you're going to get Trey Lance for a reasonable price, I think I would rather take that risk than take a quarterback where, if you know, if Bryce Young ends up in Houston, like that is a horrible situation. Right. I don't what, like what that are we at calling all. reasonable here? Uh, early I, second round. Early second round done. I'm doing that all day. Okay, listen real quick. These are the two. These are the two scenarios that play out in San Francisco next year. Either they do go out and get a free agent quarterback and pay for Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady or something like that, and I don't know how they pull that one off. But like, let's say hypothetically, I think the Tom Brady rumors are at least somewhat accurate at this point. I mean, whether he's retired or not, I don't care. Um, so like they, they have that option. And then they, then that sense, Trey Lance is off the team. So sure. Maybe like, you know, starting new, starting new for him. Good for him. Kind of a Jerick McKinnon situation after the injury just in San Francisco. Okay. But then the other option is they didn't you give can't just, no, no, no. Picks you can't for just, McKinnon four first round draft picks. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's McKinnon. not, that's, like, this isn't my, this isn't my point. This isn't my point. The point is you cannot have Trey Lance go into the season as the bona fide starter. You, there has absolutely got to be a quarterback competition. And I'm not sure right now that Purdy or Purdy wouldn't win that. Like, I mean, it, I, I just, I don't like, you can't, well, we, there's we no way San Francisco Purdy fans are. Well, how are they? Why would Purdy not be there? He's going to be out the first four to five weeks. I think of the season. No, with his injury. 
I don't think so. I think he has no, plenty of time to get healthy. six to seven months recovery, so that would put him like right at September. Oh, I I heard he was going to be the. He'd miss all of weeks. camp. He'd miss all of camp. So he would miss all of camp, be. which would be a, a down a detriment to him. But the thing is, you can't even say it's Trey Lance's. You can't say he's the quarterback until you see what you got from Purdy. Still, we can't trade or Kyle Shanahan can. And I just think they're. I, I just think that San Francisco will be disappointed it. if this happens again. I mean, sure, they'd have Purdy on the team still, which would be nice backup. But like, if you run run out Trey Lance one more time and he gets injured a third year, and you're wasting the talent of now Christian McCaffrey, of Debo, of like this this roster, George Kittle, the defense, Nick Bosa. I mean, you can't hold on to all these players forever. You're gonna have to pay them more and more. I might be gone, and I don't know when his contract's up this year or next year, but he might be gone after that. I mean, like, you can't burn all these people's lives because Trey Lance might be good one day or he might be able to stay healthy. Like I'm not saying anything against Trey Lance. We don't know what he is. Like, but I just here's my thing. I like Brock Purdy a lot. That's the only thing that's good right now. I like Brock Purdy a lot. He showed a lot of grit. He made the throws and they needed to count and everything. But did he really do anything that was that spectacular in that six game run he had? The defense carried him. The weapons are insane. I think You'd absolutely, especially him being injured all camp, if Trey Lance is still on that roster, he gives them another element to that offense. Even if he's not going to run as much as he used to with the leg injuries, it'll be very interesting to see. And as long as he can make 80, 90% of the throws that Brock Purdy could, which honestly, you know, we didn't see any Mahomes ass shit from Brock Purdy. So I like it. I'm not in the whole, you know, uh, Purdy was going to go win the Super Bowl against some of the best quarterbacks in the league, like i.e. like Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts. I mean, he was going to have to play two of them great ones in a row. But I will say that what he did drive down the field against the second best defense in the league. And then it showed when Josh Johnson was in there that he's not the same. I know we're talking Josh Johnson, but I mean, Purdy's not just your typical backup quarterback. He deserves a little bit of credit for winning eight straight games or seven straight games. I mean, like it was you know who pretty gets impressive credit for it? Christian McCaffrey. That's what I mean, I, I agree that it was Christian McCaffrey that changed that Purdy. system. But at the same time, Purdy did a great job with what he did. He won every single game that he played up until he got game managing. He did a great job game managing. That's not what you need at an NFL level. That's what the problem has been for San Francisco is they've had a game manager. Well, it's hard to game manage with another game. game manager. It hard to, it's hard to manage a game when you're not playing for Trey Lance. So well, I'll okay. die on this. Hill, guys. I mean, sure. I don't know. I, I would rather take the possibility of the upside of Lance over what we don't know with rookie quarterback at this point in time. Well, yeah, because we don't know what team they go to. If we know what team they go to, is your mind going to be changed? Well, like That's the thing about trading for picks. You don't know yeah. necessarily what team it is. I mean, that's if you're trading for a pick right now. Guys. I'd trade for a pick just because I know that there's going to be at least two good quarterbacks and one of them has to end up on a decent team. But more than likely the Jets with Maybe. a phenomenal roster. Could end up with Zach Wilson, and then you're shit out of luck. If you have Trey Lance, though, I would absolutely try to shop him because people are paying a premium in certain instances for Trey Lance based off what I've seen. So I would wait until yourself. after the draft when you know. Uh, I mean, if you have two that, two other quarterbacks easier. on your team and Trey Lance is just sitting there, then I'd explore it. Sounds good. All right, I'm hot. All right, on to number two. Well, this one, I'm sure this one won't get any better for you. Uh, number two, would you rather acquire Calvin Ridley or the top 2023 wide receiver? That could be Jordan Addison. That could be Jackson Smith and Jigbo. That could be Quentin Johnston. 
um, or any of the other wide receivers, which player would you rather want, whether have? I'm going to take this one, Josh. It's oh, not no, Calvin I, I'm Ridley. Actually, I'm, I'm actually not hot about this one. Don't worry. Yeah. No, it is absolutely get the best wide receiver in this draft. I mean, the talent of these guys, we're not really hearing the reports. No one's getting hyped right now. But JSN, if he runs a good combine, is an absolute stud. We saw it with Butte. We saw it with Quentin Johnson. We saw, I mean, all these guys, Jordan Addison, Josh Downs. I would much rather have any of them at their age rather than Calvin Ridley. The best case scenario for Calvin Ridley is he goes and he becomes the 1A of that team. I don't think Christian Kirk's going away. And we saw Evan Ingram and, you know, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, Zay right? Zay, Zay Jones. Jones. Always confuse those two. We saw Zay Jones really come along too there. So I think they have a really good crop of receivers on this team. They have really good skill position players. And I love Calvin Ridley. He's an absolute boss. He is an ear, ear removed from football. You can say he has fresh legs. You can say, yeah, you can say he has fresh legs. You can say he's, you know, not in game shape, whatever you want to say. Calvin Ridley is good, but I would much rather have the youth and the better talent, dare I say, of these other guys. No, I mean, I don't I don't think this is even a question, really. I mean, uh, mainly because Calvin Ridley is two years removed. I, I don't I didn't particularly like this question, not because I don't think that Ridley, I'm not like on Ridley train. I am on the Ridley train. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I just don't think that I think you have a way better chance, especially if you have the third or fourth pick. Why would you trade that, you know, for Calvin Ridley? I just don't think that that's a valid trade by any means. I think Ridley's going to have a great year. And I think but the problem is he's 28 years old. Why wouldn't you just take the 22 year old and? get jackson smith and sure as a contender i'd rather have the younger guy so right i, I mean even say, if he, even if he only... played and had that 1300 yard se- season i mean like back to back then maybe i'd be like yeah okay he's you know like Devonte adams i'm gonna take that like yeah yeah what you got bill what'd you do <laughs> i would say that if you're contending i think calvin Ridley would be the better choice if you're not contending or if you're medium like you're not sure if your team's going to be good next season or it I would go with the rookie. Solid analysis there. I, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm on the Calvin Ridley hype train. I mean, what Zay Jones and Marvin Jones did this year, 1,300 yards between the two of them. I mean, tell me that like the majority of that's not going to Calvin Ridley. And I mean, Evan Ingram is, is not signed at the moment. Uh, C- C- Christian Kirk, I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not buying the hype until I see him with another receiver on the team. Don't get me wrong, Zay Jones did fine, but like he is a wide receiver three on any team at this point, really. Argue, arguable for a wide receiver two. Fair enough. I, I, yeah, rookie probably for me. But I've seen a lot of people wondering what to do with Calvin Ridley right now, so I figured it was best to ask. See where where mind is at versus, you know. I would say if you had him this this whole time, I mean, sure, if the hype gets there and someone sends you the right trade offer, I mean, float him on the block, see if anyone has him. But, like, I wouldn't, like, give him away. I feel like he's at his all-time low right now. Wait till week two after he has two blowout games with Trevor Lawrence and then start trying to trade him. Like, There have been some big trades involving Calvin Ridley, too. So... I feel like the price tag that I've seen some people in the alpha chat talk about, they're getting Calvin Ridley for like free, basically. So I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like he's just at an all time low. He hasn't played in two years. He's, he's injured then suspended. I mean, he should be in shape, but you never know. We've seen what happens with these kind of games. Like Le'Veon Bell never came back to football after he was suspended for a year. So we don't know what we're going to get, but I feel like you're probably going to be fine. It wasn't a, you know, 
it was a momentary lapse of judgment, I'd like to say, for Ridley. Still such bullshit. They kicked them out. I, yeah, for I, real. A whole year was a little partnerships rough. with betting companies currently. Yeah. It's literally on every single commercial break you see at least two little betting. strange that like FanDuel's the official partner of the NFL, and it's like, well, yeah, but you can't gamble if you're in the NFL. Kind of weird to be sponsored by it. Dude, if I, I, I would have gotten Ridley as a sponsor so fast. That would have been I can awesome. see if he's playing in the game, that would be a lot different because, like, then he could, you know, if his prop was set at 27 and he's like, don't hey, throw, throw me the me ball, ball one more time. Or, yeah, or like, hey, I need five more yards. Throw me the ball so I can go over right now. Like, that would be – that's shady. Like, Some Pete Rose stuff. Exactly. But, like, not there, not even technically on the team because he was hurt. Like, he was, it's not like he was at the facility. I don't know. That's very strange. Uh, it's just okay. real quick, I'm on I'm on Dynasty sure. League football, the okay. trade the trade thing. Looking up Calvin Ridley, you know how they kind of import trades that happen around the leagues and stuff. Love it. So Calvin Ridley and Wandale for Saquon. I would wow. absolutely take Saquon there. I, Jesus yeah. Christ, is this price Kamara tag that high? And, I might start trading them. Yeah, no, Calvin Ridley and a round one draft pick, which I assume is later in the draft for Jalen Waddle, Rashad White, and round one draft pick. So they're getting a 2023 first back for that. Yeah, I Calvin Ridley's price is high right now, guys. Is it really <laughs> that high? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm people are going nuts for Ridley so at the moment. It obviously depends who your who your league is, but people are paying for Ridley a lot right now. So the question wasn't dumb, Josh. How about that? I didn't write. I mean, I just, how are you going to put a 28 year old who hasn't played in two years against uh Jackson Smith and Jim and I don't know, however the hell you pronounce his name. Um, like I just, I, to me, it's like, it's a no brainer. It's like, get the next Garrett Wilson. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's a no brainer for me as well. But I mean, people I mean, like Calvin Ridley, man. Some people apparently it is not a no brainer. I like Calvin Ridley, which is the best part. Like, I just didn't realize that price tag. I'm, uh, you guys want to buy him? Cause I got him in a couple leagues. Well, you know, he was wide receiver, what, like five, two years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. So people love to live in the past and look at those metrics and stuff. Literally, that was 2018, I think, was what that graphic says. Like, 20, no, 2019. I mean, he finally gets to be on a team with a, a quarterback who wasn't aging. So I'm pretty excited about to see what his stat line will be. But I mean, wild that people are. I hope that he lives up to that price tag for any of you that paid for that, like with Saquon Barkley, for example. I hope he does. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Speaking of Saquon Barkley. All right, question number three. Would you rather acquire Saquon Barkley or number one overall pick in Dynasty Drafts, Bijan Robinson? I'm going to go first just because... Here's the thing that we I, we still haven't quite gotten to about Bijan Robinson that I think maybe the fantasy space as a whole hasn't gotten to yet, and that is that B, we have not seen a Bijan Robinson since Saquon Barkley. Like that, literally in the last five drafts, there has not been a player of the level of Saquon Barkley. There just hasn't been. Like we 
dreamt that one of these players could be, but like nobody has is going to go as high as he was, and is nobody's going to be as valuable to their team as Bijan Robinson is. So that is why my pick would be Bijan Robinson because he's 21 years old, I believe. And he is going to, wherever he goes, get a workload that is going to be good enough to be a wide receiver uh, running back one. I wouldn't be shocked in redraft leagues if he ends up going in the first round of drafts. Like that's just pure and simple. Yeah. So, I mean, the number one running back the last like five years, other than Clyde Edwards, Alaire, which the chiefs obviously botched, which we all thought would have been Swift or Taylor, which I think everyone in the world was thinking that you got Brees Hall last year, even Kenneth Walker as number two in that draft. And then you got Najee Harris, uh, who's had a little bit of an off season this last year, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Swift, Taylor, like I just mentioned, then Josh Jacobs the year, the year before, and then Saquon Barkley the year of that. And then like Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, the one, two of 2017, it's just like the number one running back is pretty much bust proof. Like, so I, I feel like just getting the younger version of Saquon Barkley or younger version of Brees Hall, I guess he's already pretty young, but you get what I'm saying? Like, it's never bad to get the 101 of the draft. I mean, so, I mean, I guess it's Bijan, but like at the same time, there is that possibility that Bijan doesn't do well, like just that off chance, but more than likely it's, you're just getting a top five running back right there. So it's more of, is, is he going to the right place where there's not going to be, I think me and Joe were kind of touching on this before, where there's not going to be a running back by committee. Like Saquon Barkley right now, he is the number one running back. I mean, he has the the ball to his to himself. Reese Hall doesn't even have the ball to himself or, well, kind of. I don't know. They've had like 20 running backs going in. Everyone is kind of headed towards that two-man backfield or even more. It kind of terrifies me now. I mean, I, so that would be the biggest thing is right now I would not make that trade during the the draft after the draft when I see that Bijan went to a team that is you know like the Steelers were when they drafted Najee with no discernible running back behind him but if I were to if he was to go to like the Eagles who also signed Miles Sanders I would be like oh no fuck that I don't I don't even want to touch that yeah <clears throat> I mean uh Billy real quick before I go on with this how is Bijan with receiving good he He's sells good. at it. He does. Okay. I've, he, I have not gotten my tape on him other than what I've seen in college. So, and we know I didn't watch a lot of work on Saturdays, but my thing here, there's a lot of landing spot issues that come with this. We got to see where Saquon goes. We got to see where Bijan goes. Um, you know, 26 usually is the age where I'm trying to trade away running backs. I don't necessarily want to keep them after the age of 26, but Saquon Barkley is an absolute stud. So at the right landing spot, I do really like him. I'm going to go with Bijan uh, on that one. But, Josh, you're completely right. The running back scape anymore. I mean, we're on the IDP Alpha chat, and, you know, there's a lot of people just talking about in a dynasty startup, just bail on running backs completely because, you know, as of five years ago, everything's changing. Everything's a back by committee. We even saw the Steelers, who held out the longest, I think, out of any team, start to use a committee last year. Najee was banged up a little bit and stuff, but I mean, this is the, this is where we're at right now. So I don't know. I got to see like if Bijan goes to Buffalo, they're not taking James Cook out of there. They just drafted him. He's a stud too. There's a lot of what ifs there. Um, but yeah, for dynasty purposes, I would rather have Bijan due to the age. I feel like the best case scenario is Baltimore getting him, uh, who has don't get me wrong. JK Dobbins still and Gus Edwards there. I don't know what their contracts look like, but at the same time, like, that is a team that is built to run the football, whether it be quarterback or running back. So I think that kind of running back and that kind of system would be great. But like 
there's still other people that could that could poach the workload. And I just feel like that's my biggest concern about trading a Saquon Barkley right now. Who who are they going to bring in that's going to be like, oh, yeah, we should definitely give Saquon less carries. Matt Breida was not the guy. I mean, there was a couple times where Breida got five carries a game or something. But I don't know. That's just that's just my biggest fear of that. I just feel like stick with what you got. Saquon's back. I mean, in my eyes, if, you know, it is a bad landing spot for Bijan. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to pre-say any offensive coordinator that puts Bijan Robinson in a committee, that job is not yours for a long time, my friend. Um, it's it's not that they don't think Bijan's good, though. It's that they're trying to – it's the longevity of his career. That's what they're trying to do with running backs. They get banged yeah, up. Yeah, but you also it. need to put your best players on the field the most amount. Like, if, unless it's a but blowout. He's still going to play like 60, 65, 70% of the snaps. We're just saying that – you're not getting the surefire. I mean, the Giants seem destined to try to kill Saquon Barkley because they literally have not even and attempted to help him in any way, shape, the, or form. That's fair. I just I, this yeah. is the newest one. Like Brees Hall, when he got in last year, he, obviously he didn't have a good, a super great profile, so it like made sense that he was going to be a part of something. Ken Walker, same thing. He didn't. He wasn't a surefire first rounder. Like he wasn't. Didn't wasn't built like that. So we were like, okay, he's going to split time with Penny at least for a little while. And then they kind of prove themselves like this one. We're starting ahead. We're at the advanced class already. Like we're starting at the advanced spot. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to be close. I think honestly in redraft, it's going to be hard for me not to put him in the top 10 of redraft leagues. I just, even to that capacity. I mean, the thing is though, like the number one is always fucking good. So I, other than the, the chief's weird botch there, cause we're go, going back even further. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but like Zeke and Derrick Henry won two in 2016, 2015, Todd Gurley, who had just a lot. It's wild to think that it was only that long ago. Uh, yeah, and seriously. Melvin Gordon right behind him. Uh, and then you got uh Bishop Sankey. You were him. I guess that was the first <laughs> like bust. Or I wouldn't even say bust, uh, but like, you know what I'm saying? So he was a second. That was surprising when it happened. Bishop Sankey wasn't great in college. Didn't understand why he got drafted. You know, he was a late second round. It wasn't a first. It wasn't a first rounder. But I'm just saying, like every time there's that elite running back, it he really is the best in the class. Usually, I mean, there's obviously some outliers to this, but I'm not. I I just you go with Bijan until he goes. Like I just would be terrified to trade Saquon and then see Bijan go to a a a double headed backfield or something. Right. Yeah. We well, just had a question we'll though. See. Was it three first this year plus a 2024 first for the 101 for Bijan? Like, yeah. I mean, if I'm but, getting even like two first, three first, I'm at least considering trading that 101 though. Cause a running back, I mean, you can get running backs anywhere. They might not be the number one 20 points a game guy, but you could get multiple starters on your team and someone that's going to be absolutely serviceable for you. You know, we haven't even gotten to the other backs of this class, which we I mean, like a lot too. Our buddy Davis in the league got back-to-back 101s and two years in a row, Josh Jacobs and then Jonathan Taylor. And guess what? He won the league two years ago. So, I mean, it does pay yeah. to have that kind of running back on your team in that caliber, but like running back pay for it. Well, if you pay for it like that, <laughs> you're not getting a back-to-back. You Like you could get yourself a Jackson Smith who could end up being the next Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And I mean, and four picks later, three picks later, like, yeah. I'm a firm believer in dynasty. It's wide receivers all day. You load your team up with stud wide receivers and then you fill in the blanks elsewhere. That's kind of how I see it. I mean, unfortunately, that's just how I've had to draft in all the dynasty leagues because I'm always like the fourth or fifth or seventh pick. So it's always just like, nope, no running backs left. Go wide receiver. 
You're always just traded, mediocre enough, man. I'm just mediocre <laughs> enough to get a wide a good wide receiver. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure I traded picks like six and picks pick eleven for potentially the number one overall pick. We use the lottery system, and we haven't done the lottery yet, so I don't know. I if think it ends the, up being I number think, three, that trade's going to be stupid as hell. I'm probably going to look like a dumbass for taking it. Yeah, two picks at least for the 101 at this point. Like just, And they have to be good picks, too. It's not a first this year and a first next year. Like You can't do that. If, if you get the 103, you could still get Gibbs. You could still get uh, what's-his-face that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. No, I was thinking the running back, the other running back. Oh, Roshan? <laughs> No, Charbonnet. But you could still get yourself a running back and you could get yourself an elite wide receiver. So I get the, the the take there. You're getting two players instead of just one. Like, especially if you're in a full-on rebuild or something. And, you know, and this is that, this is gonna be interesting with landing spots too, because last year, you know, Rashad White coming out, we we were all over him. Damian Pierce coming out, we were all over him. But there weren't there's a lot more backs this year that look the part that based on the landing spot, I mean you could easily get eight running backs that are going to be semi-serviceable for you this year. Well, and it, it's really just going to be a spot in those landmines like Isaiah Spiller. Like, no. would have never guessed he would have just been inactive, like, for the Chargers pretty much the whole season. Like, that is mind-boggling. I, I, I was me. actually going to bring this up at some point. Um, I didn't know when, but I think now is the perfect time. I think Spiller was – I don't want to even say a decoy, but it was more of a – insurance policy more so than a let's put him run him out there with Eckler because they've had Eckler for three years and it's been working why stop what's working they're, they're they paid him he's getting he's doing the job and until he can't I was anymore, shocked when they took him like that like when too. Isaiah Spiller picked by the Chargers I was like well why he why they don't need him why like why did they take him he was my RB2 going into the season I don't even think he's gonna get a chance and that's kind of exactly what happened but, but think about it he got a free year like that's yeah two, it's like red shirting extra, in college yeah that's an extra year on his knees an extra year on any injury and he got to learn from a, a good system he got a chance to learn the nfl Plus running backs don't usually one, sit so. like that yeah running there's backs a lot of people sit. right now with the kellen moore thing that are saying he's tony pollard and he's gonna start doing the tony pollard role there's a lot with joshua kelly claiming that he's gonna take that role so you know if you could make a trade for one of these dudes on the cheap I think so what Isaiah we're saying Spiller. is go get Isaiah Spiller right now. Go get him. Go I think Isaiah him. Spiller's a buy high right now. Or buy low. Sorry. Buy yeah, I guess really. But a buy, 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 buy. I, I'm saying buy high because go get him now more so than. But no. Somebody's Lang, probably if you out listen on, to this podcast. On a taxi squad. Yeah, Lang, if you are listening to this, man, I, I'm angry with you. I've offered you so many trades for Isaiah Spiller and you're not having Well, it. just wait until the draft that when people have to start like picking and choosing who they're going to keep on their taxi squads, that's the time to strike. And see, like, hey, no, I see, you know, your taxi squad's a little full. I could, you know, offer up a couple spots to you. <laughs> I could help yeah, you out, man. man. Yeah, I'm, I can I'm help you out, man. I'm taking your on, trash man. Out. I got like, you. I'm here yeah, for the like, five o'clock free crack giveaway. You could have my third round picture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get on to these questions. These won't have anything to do with draft picks or, you know, prognosticating where people are going to land. These are already established stars. So number four is, would you trade for injured Brees Hall or injured Javante Williams? Josh, which one would you rather have? I don't like this one because Brees Hall, what he did this year was phenomenal. And what the Broncos are doing is just abysmal. So it's Brees Hall, unfortunately, but I love Javante. Like I, I want to get Javante. I guess the, the one thing you got is, 
Javante didn't have this workload, so you could probably get Javante for cheaper. And I feel like they did decent when Javante was on the field. And Melvin Gordon is now officially never going to be a Devin Bronco again. So, I mean, they don't have a number two. I mean, let's see what happens in the draft at that point. So I guess it is kind of draft correlated, but it's pretty Hall. The man is like, he's just looks phenomenal. And I mean, I'm hopefully he comes back perfectly fine after that ACL, but it does take a little while for running backs to come back from that ACL. Uh, we saw it with Saquon uh, the last two years, really like, um, and then I know McCaffrey didn't tear his ACL, but you know, actually that's not a good re- relation at all, but I don't know. It's Brees Hall. <laughs> so my argument I, is Sean Payton is now over the Denver Broncos. Javante Williams will be slotted into a role where he is going to succeed, whether it's in the Alvin Kamara role um, in the Sean Payton offense, or whether it's one of the guys we've had in years past, Mark Ingram, Pierre Thomas, if you remember those days. Um, I think that this is a perfect opportunity for Javante Williams stock to boost because in Sean Payton's offense, if everything goes smoothly, that does mean Russell Wilson will actually have to try to play a little bit like Drew Brees. I think that this could mean huge things for Javante. Yeah, Billy. Uh, so you, I'm going to agree with both of you guys here on this one. Uh, I think it's Brees. You just sit on the off. fence, Joe. You have to choose no, one. No, no. It's the game. No, no. <laughs> okay, I'll choose one for you. Brees Hall is the pick. Javante is actually my pick, though, because of the cost of it. Yeah. People <laughs> okay. seem to forget what, you know, Javante Williams did. He hasn't had a great career thus far. He's had a couple big games. He's flashed a little bit. I do think that Sean Payton being there is going to be a massive boost to him, and he's going to be way cheaper to acquire than Brees Hall because Brees Hall, you know, everyone, even with the injury, everyone is all over Brees Hall, as they should be. But sure. I think if, from a dynasty perspective, Javante Williams would be the guy I'm trying to buy. If you can get a good deal on Brees Hall, you take him right now. I mean, I got a pretty good deal. I think I traded a first for him after the injury. And it yeah, ended up I, being like a six or a seven. But you know. yeah, the time to buy Brees Hall was last year when he was injured and the team needed someone. <clears throat> like I feel like Javante would be the person to try to trade for now because – well, you could argue that, you know, he only had a few good games and that was two years ago. He got injured last year. It's not good for his career. The Broncos suck. I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's going to change the man as averaging uh, over four yards per carry on, on, you know, limited workload that he's had. He's had Melvin Gordon breathing over his neck for the whole time, even though Javante has clearly looked better uh, each year. And I imagine that he has plenty of time to recover. He did get injured like week three or four or so. It's it's Javante to trade for, but like, who would I rather have? It's Brees Hall. Do you think when Brees comes back, the Jets are going to be smarter with him? And um, possibly not, who's the who's the quarterback? That's the biggest question. That is, that is the biggest. Question. No, who's the second running back? Is the question? Is it James Robinson? Is it Michael Carter? Like, what? Are I think they we're headed both to the draft. Them? If I'm going to be honest with you, I think they're going to be headed to the draft for that second running back. I don't well, think they look pretty damn good too. Donovan Knight did look good, and that wouldn't be no. It's just I don't. There's. It felt like they didn't love Michael Carter, even when he came back. He still was getting big dog by Donovan Knight, which not didn't make anybody that had Michael Carter feel good. Let's put it that way. I always liked Michael Carter too. Me too. I I don't. I don't know what he did, but I think he would be be a good buy right now. He would. If Donovan would be a great buy right now, I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that Brees will have a longer recovery time since he did get injured later. So, I mean, Javante is going to be healthier sooner, has more chance to be in the, OT, I don't know about OTAs, but at least like training camp. 
Um, so we'll, we'll see a healthier Javante to start the season than we will Brees Hall. So, I mean, that I guess really in reality, that is your answer there, Bill. Sorry. I just That's hard to say, would you rather have, but you said, would you rather trade for some of that? Okay. Would you rather trade Travis Kelsey away or would you rather roll on one more year and see if you could, you know, potentially win a championship guys, what would you rather do? It all depends like on the structure ride. of your team, but you can't trade Travis Kelsey. You're not going to get what you actually deserve for Travis Kelsey. He's the goat for of tight ends. Like, I mean, what he I did this like year, especially... ride, Travis Kelsey. I, I mean, obviously, we don't know what the what it would be right now. But say, like, you're on a team that's fringe contending, and a contending team comes a knocking. Are you going to trade for their picks? I mean, obviously, they're not going to be good picks. They're going to be back half. Um, but you know, would you? try to trade him for like maybe a couple rookies, a couple picks. Let's, uh, let's, give a, a, let's give a trade if you were supposed to. Let's give a trade scenario to this. A Dolchich and their first round, which is more than likely going to be 110, 112, something in the back end for Kelsey. So you're getting yourself a young a young stud or, you know, had promise kind of off, off at the end of the season yeah. or the number one tight end in the league. I would do that because Sean Payton made a real special player out of Jimmy Graham. And uh, I think he could do the yeah, that. Was, thing with that Dolce. was like, that was like two years. And then all of a sudden the tight end spot was completely disappeared from Sean Payton's offense. So that is true. I, I like it. I'd do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would do that one. I might do like a, a friar Muth and a first Muth would be a good one. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's great. Though, like, are you trying to win or are you just trying to hang around? I would say if you're trading for like Muth or Dolchich, you're like kind of in a rebuild, but you're still competing. You're still like, hey, there's the a soft chance that I can finish second place. Soft rebuild would be the, the situation. Soft, the soft thing. boiled egg. You know, well, if, you, if you're out, if you're not contending at all, and you have Travis Kelsey, you need to be sending them away, and you oh, need to be just getting what, getting what you can get. Yeah, but if, if you're you fringe contending, think, yeah, if you don't think you can win, you trade Kelsey away in the off season, and you say, hey, listen, he's the best guy in the league. It's, it's but time. if you have a chance to win, you keep Kelsey on your team, in my opinion. It's just he's Fair there's enough. no one that's like him. The, the The gap between the next tight end was ridiculous this year. Obviously, there were some injuries to Andrews and Kittle, but and even Goddard. So I still I mean, don't see it changing next season. I really, don't. I don't either. I don't, and that's question: who, who are the Chiefs going to go buy? They don't. They can't buy a good wide receiver. They can't go get Devonte Adams. You know what I mean? So anyone yeah. that they get is going to be another Juju or another or another rookie. You know, Sky Moore, like you know, throwing some Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, like you're not like getting somebody like that. Yeah, I just I can't see them getting another wide receiver that's like going to compete with Kelsey. Josh, okay. I just well, got Jalen Thompson in the twelfth. Nice man, love me some Jalen Thompson. People, are People forget sleeping. about him too. Yeah. All right, on to number six. This is on a championship build. You are going for a championship. Would you rather trade for Amari Cooper or DeAndre Hopkins? A lot I'm of hate going. Hopkins. A lot of hate on Hopkins, man. I don't get it. I, he's changing. I think he's changing teams. If I'm not mistaken, they're they're, they're, it's, they're hinting at it heavily at this point. That's what all the analysts are saying. Which could could be a problem, but at the same time, why is he changing I, teams though? He, is his contract up? I think the new GM for Arizona is trying to make some big moves. So let's put it that way. What are you getting for Hopkins? That's worth trading Hopkins away. It's in a my good opinion? question because they they only question. traded away David Johnson in like a fourth rounder or something. 
They got Hopkins for the cheap, cheap. Yeah, they've had to pay his contract, but I think he's been worth every single dollar. I understand they haven't won a championship, but it's not because of Hopkins' fault. Uh, I, it's to me, it's Hopkins. It's a dumb move. He he can catch any ball. Okay. Well, anyway, regardless, the Hopkins on a new team. Hopkins can go to any quarterback and immediately make them better. The soft chub. Uh, But Amari Cooper. We don't know what Deshaun Watson is right now. Sure, Mark Cooper had a great season. I think he finished like top 10 wide receiver still uh, with Brissett and a part of Deshaun Watson or whatever's left of him uh, after all those massages. But I just I don't see how you could say Hopkins is not a better receiver, even at their age. I mean, Mark Cooper's not a spry chicken or whatever they say, the country saying, you know. I just yeah. I don't know. Wherever Hopkins goes, he's going to be the alpha. And even with a shitty quarterback, he's going to produce how he has pretty much his whole career. I really don't anticipate him going anywhere where he would be worse than Arizona. I mean, you got to go to a contender at that price in his age. So you're automatically stepping into an absolute alpha role. Amari Cooper is awesome, but we saw DPJ kind of come up out of nowhere. David Bell says he wants to be the best wide receiver in the room. And Joku's um, making moves. Joku, yeah, we could see him drafting a receiver in this one. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going with my boy Hopkins, dude. He's done it for a decade now. I love him. Yeah, I think I'll have to agree. I think uh, Hopkins would be my move. I, I mean, I don't even think age necessarily matters, especially if you're on a championship run. It's like you kind of just need to make the move that's going to make you the best team, and I think Hopkins would be that. Uh, as far as, like, what – you would have to trade away to get Hopkins. Now that part is a little interesting because I think if you have them on a team that's like so, either soft rebuilding or just completely out of things, I don't even know what fair compensation would be to be perfectly honest. Um, I actually have an example of this because I did it in our integrity league. Um, and this was also during the end of the season, but I feel like there is like, it's just younger people at that point. Um, I was also going for the the moon here. I traded uh, Gus Edwards, Pitts, and Brian Robinson for Hopkins, Elliott, and we traded some draft picks. So I threw some people who were also injured and not performing as well as they could um, and someone who, you know, was up and coming on Brian Robinson for So I feel like there are options there. Yeah. Hopkins just yeah. seems like the guy that could play until he was 35, 36. I just don't see it. Like, I sure you, like see, you see the lull here at the end of his career right now, but we got to remember last year was a suspension. And then in mm-hmm. 2021, he was injured for almost half the season. So, I mean, the fact that he's still putting up eight touchdowns in a game or in a season where he missed seven games, six games, like, uh, and then you can't forget the, the terror that he is. He catches everything. And that was on Houston nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So I think Hopkins is our answer here. So moving on. This quarterback question. Would you rather right now trade for Lamar Jackson or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor. It's I think it's Trevor too. Lamar's it's so, so tempting, but Lamar or Trevor Lawrence really looked like he took the next step this year, which is kind of what we wanted to see. He could be one of the greats. I don't know. So I think the problem with this question, and, you know, I wrote him, so I should, you know, maybe be mad at myself. We don't really know what Lamar Jackson is going to do next season. I would say if he went to, like, the Jets, I would be pretty hella excited for him. If he ends up getting franchise tagged by the Baltimore Ravens, I don't think he's even going to play. So – 
I guess we don't really know. You know, it's kind of an open-ended question because Trevor Lawrence is obviously the more stable of the two situation-wise right now. But I don't know how you bring back Lamar if you're in Baltimore. He's freaking sat out your game that you could have won against Cincinnati. I just don't know how the fans and, like, everybody's just going to be like, well, you know, I can't believe he did that, but he's back. Let's go. Let's let's win something. Uh, I don't know how they can reconcile with that. It's very Cam Newton-esque to have his MVP season and then barely be a top 10 quarterback past that. I mean, obviously some of these were due to injury, but like he, what's his, his max throwing was 3000 yards. I mean, in today's NFL, that's not okay. Like even as a mobile quarterback, you still need to be able to throw the ball. I mean, Jalen hurts is the perfect example of that where Justin Fields is trending right now is the perfect example of that. Like you can't do what Lamar and Cam Newton did in those days. Cam also probably threw for, you know, 4,000 yards in that season too. So I is mean, Justin Fields trending towards that? I don't really remember a lot of prolific passing games from Justin Fields. Uh, talk about the offensive line and the lack of wide receiver weapons. I do think Justin Fields is headed towards that. I think it was what we okay. saw from him this season was very similar to what we saw from Jalen Hurts last season. And everyone said the same thing about Jalen Hurts. He can't be that guy. And look where he's at. I mean, the story is national now. I've seen that story a hundred times, which is hilarious. I keep seeing our news articles about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. The rest of the nation hasn't seen all the Eagles articles that I've seen over the last, you know, two years. So I just, I, I'm not saying just love there. Man. I'm not saying Justin Fields is going to go win the Super Bowl next year or go to the Super Bowl next year, but I'm saying that he's going to work on his passing game. He knows he has to, and you know that the Bears are going to get something for him. There's no way they don't. I mean, I don't know if it'll be the the next AJ Brown, but they're going to go get someone for him. And they have the picks. They to would do, do that for Lamar. That's also true, but they did try. They got they had Hollywood. They traded him away. They had uh, Bateman. He just never. Neither really of those people is AJ Brown. They never that's got fair. him a true. That's fair. A true one. Alpha and, and that's yeah. you can't. You know, Mark Andrews. You can't just hang your hat on your tight end saying that's our one. I mean, I know the Chiefs have been doing it for a while. I was about now, to say, Patrick Mahomes is only one that can do that. Yeah, but you had Tyree Kill there, and then you had like a cobble of guys that equal Tyree Kill. So, you know, you always <laughs> have, it really was that way. <laughs> yeah. You you always have someone there for your your quarterback, but I think in that one it's it's got to be Lawrence for me. I like Lamar a lot. I would not be upset having either one, but Lawrence He's just right. up and coming and Lamar is trending very downward at the moment. Yeah, I think He's what we so saw up and coming. Trevor Lawrence this year that jump he made was exactly what we've been waiting for, so he's right on Well, schedule. it's what we knew would happen without Urban Meyer too. I feel like we all called that in the beginning Uh-oh. of the season was that Yeah, damn it. You, of course, oh, of course. That's my bad. And now we have to cut that out of the video. Thanks a lot, Josh. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was an all Josh problem right there. But yeah, that Trevor Lawrence, he's so hot right now. We need to get that. that Ansel. Ansel, so yeah. hot right now. We need to get that sound, just that clip of him saying that. Just so anytime we bring up a player that's like really hot right now, we can say, we can sound that one off. So, okay. Did you see the trade yeah. that just happened in the Alpha Chat League? Yes, Joe. We can talk about it. You traded Zonovan Knight for, or traded for Zonovan Knight and gave up a 307, I yes. think, which is fair value because we don't even know what Zonovan Knight's going to be. So, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I didn't see it. I'm so excited I've, I've been about podcasting, that. Not, you're, not doing you're trades. Taking bets. I know, literally, guys, if, if anybody wants a behind the scenes look of the podcast, it's me and Josh talking, and then Joe's like making moves in Dynasty as well. 
basically. Yeah, I, I'm doing a mock draft <laughs> and trading right now. I'm exactly. I don't, like, I don't dislike that trade though. I mean, Zonovan, like we kind of discussed, we, we're not, you know, we're, let's not open this can of worms, Joe. Great job, bud. Great job. It's, a, it's about right. All right. One last question, then we'll get out of here, maybe. Um, would you rather trade for rookie, well, sophomore wide receiver Drake London or Traylon Burks? Traylon. That's actually really tough because you're trading. You're trading on talent. You're not trading on who they have throwing them the ball because you don't exactly which is the problem. <laughs> one of those guys. Exactly. Um, I would have to go with Burks as well here, um, mainly because I just. I mean, London, I understand, you know, had quarterback problems, but so did Traylon Burks, and he was injured a lot, but he looked better. I, I understand the stats don't show that. He just I was about looked, to say, I like that. I like that. Well, I, I he just – we saw what we saw from him looked better than Drake London. I felt like every time we were looking at Drake London, we were like, yeah, okay, this was okay season. I mean, sure, any quarterback could go in and boost these stats up for either way, but I got to go with Burks as well. I I, I – I just I don't know what it was, but Drake London's catches just seemed like, yeah, he's the only guy out there, so he's gonna catch the ball. Well, and he literally got 120 yards on the last day, last game, the week 18 game that didn't matter. Um, I my I still have to go Drake London, unfortunately, and it's because I loved Drake London before the draft. I just really feel like I don't think one either him or Kyle Pitts is gonna hit. And we've had two years of Kyle Pitts. We haven't really gotten what we wanted. Drake London's only in year one. I would say Drake London had a decent year this season. I think that there was a lot to be desired from the quarterback position. But I think if you just put even a decent quarterback in there, like if they go out and get Jimmy G, I think that means huge things for Drake London. And I really hope that Atlanta takes the offseason to understand that they do need a good quarterback. And Drake London needs that guy. And I think that I would rather have him than Traylon Burks. Because I just don't like Tennessee's offense. I feel like the biggest question comes is, is Richardson going to slip down to Atlanta and, or are, is Atlanta going to trade up for one of the big three or big two, I guess. Richardson's going to Tennessee and he's going to be throwing it to Traylon. I'm sorry. I was thinking Levis. My apologies. My apologies. Okay. I like Drake London. I like Traylon Burks. I scouted them both last year. This is really pulling hairs here. I just think Traylon Burks has the higher ceiling for his career than Drake London has Traylon Burks. Is an absolute playmaker. He's a dog with the ball in his hands. What he can do to defenders is just kind of silly. Drake London plays much more of a finesse football game, and uh, that's kind of what it is. So I like Traylon Burks just because, one, he's more exciting to watch. Two, it just seems like he could have a more superstar-type career than Drake London. Drake London kind of seems like that possession guy. You know, He's going to be okay. I just don't see him being a top-five receiver down the line. I'm not saying yeah. Traylon Burks is, but if one of them were to be, I could see Burks being that guy. I just, I see four teams, five. I mean, if you count the Bears, but they would trade fields or whatever, what would happen there? But like four teams at least that are draft could draft a quarterback before the Falcons even have a chance. That's the Raiders, a combination of the Lions and Seahawks. Uh, just give them half a point a piece, the Colts, and then the Texans. I mean, that's, do you think one of those three go there? And then at that point, like, is, is that going to, is Jimmy G or Derek Carr going to be enough? Like, I mean, sure. Derek, this would be a great landing spot for Derek Carr. He has two, at least prolific weapons are supposed to be so like, sure. But like, 
wouldn't you want to see someone like go there that's like going to stay? Like if I'm getting Drake London and Dynasty, I I don't want to see a year and a half of Derek Carr and then restart again and then we're in the same boat that's that we're point. in this year. That's a really good point. Yeah. Not, I mean, right. And then Traylon Burks, I feel like we're in a similar situation because, like, I don't think they're going to hand the reins off to Malik Willis. I think that would be a crazy move at this point in time. It'd be hard to believe they don't bring somebody else in. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's going to. And then Derrick Henry's only going to leave eventually. So, I mean, you're, I, it's just, it's tough for both of those guys. But I just, I have to go with Traylon Burks just because of the flash that he's shown in his l- relatively limited sample size. I think we can all say that both these guys are literally like Cadillacs or like really good fancy Ferraris and sitting in a dump of a garage because they just are unfortunately on teams that are headed in the wrong direction right now. The weirdest direction. It's quite depressing. Honestly. I want both hey, of them. Though. Jay Keller lives in Nashville. Why don't they call him? <laughs> Smoking Jay would get Jay. it. He could sling them. it to Burks all over the field. I, the best <laughs> receiver he'd ever have. Sorry, Jeff. No, dude, that's not Damn. true. Come on. <laughs> Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. Hey, Earl Bennett graduated. So that's that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Good friend. Those are uh, those are the prime years. I, I want to require these guys though. The problem is I think the price tag's still high. So like in the offseason, if they don't if they don't make even a move for a car even or a Garoppolo, like and you end up with like Gardner Minshew, maybe that's the time you like, hey man, I I know you don't want London anymore. Gardner Minshew is just kind of okay. You saw what he did the two games in Philly. Like, I, I mean, you could argue it a little bit more, but if if they do draft CJ Stroud or something or get Garoppolo, I think people, the big names in my eyes, like I think people would not be willing to trade him. But if they did get like Gardner Minshew or Mike White or something, and you're like Mickey, I'm gonna I'm take him for Mickey. No, the Twitter Mickey... bird all over Burks right now. I mean, yeah. every time, everything I scroll through, I see Burks' name at least thirty times a day, being talked about. So I don't think London either one are going to be a bust at this cheaper point. At this point, but yeah, I think Burks is cheaper just because he didn't play a full season. But I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, people seem well, to be all about him at the moment. All right, that's all the questions we have for Would You Rather. I think that was a relatively clean game. I mean, we started out a little intense. Ah, you um, brought Trey Lance up, man. I'm gonna get hit. I'm gonna get heated. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, up, thing, the craziest thing about Trey Lance is he's only 22. I mean, he's not even old. Like he is literally what a senior in college would be right now. So, like it, it, in the some of these incoming guys are already 21. Like he's only like a year and months older than the draft class that's coming out right now. So. We effectively haven't even really started the clock on his career. He's just been in, you know, development hell for quite some time now. So we'll see what Trey Lance can he's be. Just, I know he's Josh just is gonna have, out. He's going to have the knee cartilage of Todd Gurley next year, but yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, we just have to see what he can do with his arm. <laughs> I'm sorry, you got to do that, man. We got to do that, that poor kid. Poor, uh, poor him. Poor Todd Gurley, man. Yeah. Poor Todd Gurley, man. I he can't believe still it was be out 20. there right now. Dude, 2015, it didn't seem like it had only been that amount of time. Like it's like that was eight years ago. Like it felt it feels yeah. like so much longer. Or 2016. I don't even remember which one it was, but yeah. It was a long time. Poor guy was he was the goat too. Like yeah. pour one out, man. Oof. Yeah. Literally. You do hey. not want to go against Todd Gurley. You you youngins out there don't even know. Who's Todd Gurley? Yeah. Who's Todd Gurley? Somebody brought up to me while we were at uh 
the senior bowl, the name Brandon LaFell. And I haven't thought of that name in <laughs> five years. And I was just like, man, there are so many like people out there, like wide receivers and running backs that were like waiver wire, hot, like hot waiver oh, wire oh, ads I, that I got just one burned into my brain right now. I was looking through our uh, league history that we've had for what, 11 years now. And uh, Justin Forsett popped up the two oh, years geez. of Justin Forsett. And I was like, Oh man, I forgot about him. He was on every single one of my rosters. That was my waiver wire find that year. And uh, two years really. Cause nobody even wanted him the second year. So uh, anyway, yeah, Justin Forsett guy, I uh, feel like anyway. we're getting our, uh, getting our canes out at this point. So <laughs> it, dude, it feels like it's Sunday, especially if you look back at the 2010 draft. Julio draft. Jones is a rookie. Dude, in one of our leagues, Michael Vick went in the first round, and I'm just like, wow, we're you, didn't you 13 do it? years removed. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I'm pretty sure I was one of you. It was one of us three that drafted Michael Vick in the first round. Probably me, if I had to guess. It wasn't a bust. It, it was not a bust. That was a dub. So it was me. Well, Sorry. I liked him. It's your boy. Yeah. Um, Justin Forsett. Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway, guys. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Guys, Super Bowl this week. Go Birds, obviously, but I'm picking the Chiefs because I've been picking the wrong team every year or every week. So here I'm we are. I'm with the Eagles. You know how it is. And guys, don't remember. Don't for, don't remember. Don't forget, Jalen Hurts is good. We freaking got these shirts. Uh, I feel like after, like, what, week two? It was like week they two. Held, they held strong the entire freaking year. And by the way, the freaking NFL awards are this weekend. It's a crime that Nick Sirianni isn't going to win Coach of the Year. Going to give this award to Shanahan because – Oh, no, no, no. I've seen as the leader right now, a bunch of analysts voted on it. Dable was number one. It's ridiculous. He'll be the first guy in like 15 years to win without winning like 10 games – like more than 10 games. It's ridiculous. Let's be honest. Isaiah Hodgins won that award for him. Exactly. Might as well go to him. Yeah. Give the award to Hodgins and we'll talk about it. And Thibodeau, even though – Thibodeau did not do nope 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 he didn't <laughs> he did not have that good of a year stop everybody just likes his name they're thinking of Doug Dimmadome the Dimsdale Dimmadome and that's what Doug they're thinking about Dimmadome Dimmadome he has not right. done anything yet all right we'll follow Josh later. at Josh all STL follow me at Ombre Vendor follow Joe at OP Joe with two E's uh, Dynasty Tailgate podcast is up it's running it's going to be continuing to go uh, get in the uh, what is that thing called the uh, Discord. index oh, well get in the discord because we're running mock drafts all off season so if you want to get in any of those kind of keep up with what er- your peers are also thinking those are good things to get into we all three completed one uh last week which was a lot and of fun Jordan ripped it apart jordan did rip he it did. apart yeah but he we didn't get the worst josh so sweat who mess. had 11 sacks this season makes no sense he's like yeah there's other people who got six sacks this year that are better <laughs> he did um anyway joe get us out of here good night enjoy this everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.